Hello listeners and welcome to this new episode of Your B-Side, the podcast that will tell us more today about our guest Kyle. Hey Kyle, welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, looking forward to hearing more about your B-Side, obviously. Uh, but first of all, in this episode, as you know, we're going to start with your A-Side. So basically in 30 seconds, your company and your role within this company. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the uh, VP of Marketing and E-Commerce for SodaStream Canada. Yep. Uh, I have been there for just under three years and been doing marketing my entire life. That's good. And thanks for SodaStream for being here. I mean, it's very, very, we'll love it. <laughs> love your product. So Great. no need to explain more about this, obviously. So cool. Thanks, Kyle. Sure. Let's switch to your B-side. So we're going to start with the sports. What sports do you practice? Mm-hmm. Oh, Let's see. Sports I practice and the sports I'm good at. So sports I uh, I think I'm good at. I do a lot of running. I do swimming, yep. biking. So triathlon is something that I've been doing for uh, about six or seven years now. Okay. Uh, sports I like to enjoy and watch are kind of everything. So basketball, football, uh, obviously hockey as a, as a Canadian, you have to say that, uh, baseball. And I also love, uh, F1, which is, you know, a rarity I find in, in North America. So thanks to Netflix or were you already a, no, I've, I've been an avid, uh, car enthusiast for many years. My dad and I, when I was younger, we actually restored a classic 1977 MGB roadster. So that kind of got me into cars and I've been following it ever since. That's good. One additional question regarding sports, hockey, mm-hmm. you mentioned you're, yeah. I mean, close to Toronto and I'm in Montreal. What team do you support? <laughs> I mean, I think we know the answer. It's Toronto. Uh, but, you know, you guys have been, you have a rough, rough couple of years, but I mean, you did, you, you did beat us, what, a few years ago. Uh, so you guys have the upper hand right now. Yeah, I had some some surprises actually because I had some guests from uh, Toronto as well, and some of these guests were supporting uh, Montreal. So yeah, <laughs> always asking. That's okay. <laughs> cool. So now, if we move to the next segment, uh, obviously favorite movies. You might watch like a thousand of movies in, in your life, obviously. But if you were to stick to one favorite movie, what would that be? Uh, I'm going to stick to a series. So Star okay. Wars. But like the original Star Wars, so four, five, and six. Six, okay. I saw those when I was seven or eight years old. My brother had bought the old VHS yep. tapes, and I watched them until they burnt out. Uh, so <laughs> literally, yeah, literally, like they were like the the, the tape snapped. Okay. Um, but that was been my like obsession when I was was younger, and still very much within that Star Wars fandom. And what do you think of uh, Disney and yeah, trying to uh, extend this universe even more? You know what? I think they've been doing a okay job. Okay. I'd say you know episodes six, seven, eight mm, were, were lacking. They've done a great job, I think, from Disney Plus on the Mandalorian series. Yeah. Um, you know, Andor is another great series they've done. But I mean, there's there's just a real miss, I think, in terms of the big blockbusters that feels needs. Yeah. There's so much more they could explore, but I think they're still trying to. To figure it out, they have Marvel working really well. They just now need to figure out how the Star Wars work well. Yeah, and I think I saw like there's going to be three additional movies. So one yes. after the, the latest trilogy and some that will take place before in terms of timeline. So yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, I mean, that's that's the good thing about Disney. They don't lack money. So they'll, <laughs> they'll make it work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the quality is also at stake, right? So <laughs> let's see what they Absolutely. come up with. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so a good segment, a good, a good transition to the next segment, actually, in terms of TV series. So you mentioned some Star Wars TV series. Any TV series that you're currently watching or 
You know what? I'm not I'm not a big TV okay. uh, guy. And the reason why I have two young kids at home, I have a yep. three-year-old and a five-year-old, so they monopolize most of the time. And I find by the time I get them down to bed, my wife and I clean the house a little bit. It's like nine or nine thirty. Yeah. It's kind of I I sound like an old man, but like it's time for me to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, at that point. So unfortunately, TV has kind of really fallen off for uh, for us. At least at the moment, as you said, they're still at the moment. Young, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank Makes you. sense. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so let's switch to to music. Uh, any favorite music? Any favorite music band? Yeah. Yeah. So my my favorite band of, of kind of all time is Foo yeah. Fighters. Okay. Um, and I got into Foo Fighters because I used to be a fan of Nirvana and Dave Grohl, their drummer. Obviously, started yeah. Foo Fighters, and I've been obsessed kind of with them ever since. I try to see them whenever they're, uh, you know, they're in town yeah. or they're in concert. So it's uh, it's been one of those things where I can listen probably to them on loop. Uh, for for days on end, my wife is likes country, so okay. you know rock and country don't necessarily go together sometimes. <laughs> but we, uh, we we make do. Okay, and you've listened to the last album? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, good. I, I good good album. Okay. Nothing wrong with it. I do like the early years Foo Fighters probably the most. Uh, you know, like Best of You and Learn to Fly and all those. But still, Dave Grohl is a rock god in my mind. He does a yeah. great job. Yeah, and actually, I haven't had the occasion to listen to it, but there was a podcast mentioned in one of the, the previous episodes of this podcast, and mm -hmm. it looks like there is a podcast all about Dev Girl's life, basically. Yes. So it's like, yeah, you've listened to it as well? I have. Okay. It's very, very interesting, yeah. Okay, so I have to I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, in terms of reading, any current books you're reading? Um, so I just finished uh, Green Lights, which okay. is the Matthew McConaughey book. Um, okay. And... Funny enough, like I'm not a Matthew McConaughey fan. I never have been. My friend told me to pick it up, and I'll give it to Matthew McConaughey. He's got a really interesting life on how yeah. he got to where he is and just his view on it. So it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty spectacular uh, in terms of that book. I couldn't really put it down, and I just went through it in a in a couple of nights, and it was great. But is it a biopic then? Yeah, it's it's written from his perspective. Uh, obviously, I'm sure there's a ghostwriter that did yeah, all the yeah. wording for him, but like his life is is unbelievably wild. It seems for a guy who you, I just always assumed, oh, he was the rom com movie guy who, <laughs> you know, he was always going to take off his shirt in movies, but he's he's got some really great, interesting thoughts and points of view on the world. So it was a good it was a good read. Cool. Thanks for the recommendation for sure. Okay, and we discussed podcasts. So any podcasts that you're listening to? So the two I really listen to is uh, the it's work life and without fail. Okay. Um, and you know both those podcasts I loved is once again it gives I'm all about understanding people. That's what marketing kind of is: is understanding yeah. how do people think, tick, what makes them, uh, what drives them. And both of those podcasts I love them because they really kind of dig into the psyche of people, yeah. how they work, things that you know do fail. Um, but how you can kind of reapproach things in uh, in the working world or even applicable in your own life. So I try to listen to those whenever they uh, whenever they they come out. Good. So work life and without fail. Okay, noted. Perfect. We're going to travel with you now, Kyle. Uh, you want to take us back to a backpacking tour that you did in Europe, right? Yes. So I will tell this to anybody who asks me who's just coming out of university. Yep. You know, what should I do? Should I get a job? I will tell everybody. Take your time. You will, you are going to work for the next 45 years of your life. Yeah. You might as well have a good break where you have no responsibilities. So uh, me and about seven of my friends, we backpacked throughout Europe uh, okay. right after we graduated from school. And I'll tell you, it was one of the kind of the best experiences of my life. Just A, going over 
seen all of Europe. I've been to the UK many times. I have, I have family there, but uh, we did, you know, pretty much all of Western Europe, Central Europe. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, one of the highlights of that trip, I always say, is we, um, you know, we were slumming it, as I call it. Okay. Um, and, you know, going from hostel to hostel and, you know, the occasional hotel here or there yep. where we finally got to have a shower. Uh, but when we went to Munich and did Oktoberfest, uh, yeah, you know, for any, beer, any young time. <laughs> yes. Right. Any young guy who just at a university and it was an amazing experience. And it was just one of those things where everyone's happy. It's just, you know, month long kind of events. That's, uh, that's pretty great. And, um, and yeah, I got to see a lot of, a lot of the world and just kind of reset my brain and then, you know, yeah. came back and obviously had to, had to find a job and pay off a bit of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did, but like I said, you had the rest of your life to pay off that you kind of only have one chance to take off an extended period of time to, to travel and experience the world. So that was a month uh, of our Europe. So you mentioned Munich, so Germany. What other countries did you visit during that time? Oh, okay. So we flew into England. We then did okay. France, okay. Belgium, Netherlands, Germany, Austria, uh, Czech Republic. Hungary. Uh, Hungary. So, sorry? Hungary, maybe? Afterwards. We didn't hit Hungary, no, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, then we ended up in, in Switzerland. We did Italy. Spain, Portugal, like pretty much nailed a lot of it. Um, and it's just, it's such an experience, right, to, to do that. In one month, right? Yeah, it was, it was a wild trip. My one friend is the ultimate planner, so he literally had a document for us. And you can imagine yeah. a bunch of 23-year-olds trying to, like, navigate their way through, through Europe. And this guy had everything from the train schedule to the distance it would take us to walk. And keep in mind, this was, like, before smartphones, right? So we yeah. have literal paper maps trying to figure out where do we go uh, and nowadays like I don't know how we navigated that but now like I can't go anywhere without my Google Maps on my phone yeah for sure yeah no smartphone so no possibility to call no. as well you needed to find like a phone booth mm -hmm. it's the other thing right exactly exactly <laughs> Cool. Thanks for sharing, Kyle. Very, very inspiring. And indeed, I've lived in Europe for many years, so I can definitely also yes. recommend this uh, This and the countries you yeah. visited. So good. Uh, now we're going to switch to a moment of your life. Uh, so mm -hmm. I think you wanted to share, yeah, so moving from another smaller city outside mm -hmm. of, of Toronto, right? Yes. So, you know, we're my... My small family and I were kind of the usual COVID stat where we lived in uh, in Toronto. We were on the Danforth and COVID kind of hit and we yep. decided time to get out of here. <laughs> and um, we decided to move up to Collingwood. And my parents have had a place up here for probably about just under 20 years. So we frequented back and forth a lot. Okay. And my wife is from a very small town in Northern Ontario called Espanola. Okay. Um, very few people know about it. Uh, I honestly thought it was a town in, in Spain when she told me the name of it. Uh, so <laughs> sounds was, like it. <laughs> sounds like it, but no, it was way off. And so we wanted to kind of find it in between, right, of obviously not being that far north, but I can still be close to the city and, and yeah. do my do my job. And so, yeah, we moved here in 2020. Okay. And it's been a very different – I'm born and raised in Toronto, big city, big city kids. So to move up to a smaller town where – um, it's a population of what, 25,000 maybe. So, uh, I'm used to, you know, 7 million people yep. living on top of each other. So moving here, it's a very kind of different way and flow of life where there's, you know, very little traffic. Everyone yep. kind of knows everyone. It's word of mouth. Uh, it's a community. And I think that's been one of the, one of the best decisions that we've made, not only for 
uh, for my wife and I, just in terms of obviously not living in a big city and yeah. having that kind of pressure, but also for our kids. And they are able to use the trails, be outside, go skiing every winter. It's yeah. a, the, the hill is like a 10 minute drive away. Um, so we've, we've done it and we've never looked back, but it's been a real kind of, you know, turning point in our life about what's the, what's the life we wanted to, to have and to share with our children. And definitely one that's, you know, grounded in time together, time outdoors was, uh, was a driving force for us. So you found the quality of life that was needed, especially for this time of your life with your family and your kids and your children and so on. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it could be very different later on in life, but for, for right now with the kids at this age and there's nothing wrong with living in the city. I'm not, I still love, have a fond love affair with Toronto, but yeah, um, yeah, just at this stage, it makes complete sense. So how do you do for hockey then? On the TV, or you make it from time to I time. I watch it. My so the beautiful thing, my brother still lives in the city. So if I ever want to go to a game, I can That's go good. watch a game, and I can sleep at his place, and and we're all good. So I still have many roots there, but don't worry, I still, <laughs> I'll still cheer for the Leafs. So you still have the convenience of going to the city whenever you want because you still have, yeah, as you said, your brother living there. So that's good. Yes. Great. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Very inspiring. And uh, as you said, the pandemic, it, uh, it gave uh, a lot of opportunities for a lot of families to think outside of the box and to, to think outside of the city, actually. So you're, yeah. you're a good example of it. Yeah. Great. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned music, sports that you do. What do you have time to next to your A sites? Also, the stream that takes, I guess, a lot of your time already. What do you have time for passions, hobbies? And yeah. Um, so a big passion of mine is, uh, is, is kind of fitness. So I, I I need to kind of be physically active, either that's through running, biking, swimming, uh, or going to a gym. Those are kind of the the things I always start my day off with a workout. Um, so I'm, I'm an early riser, so I'm up at five 30, uh, and then working out, working out kind of right away. Um, and that kind of, um, sets me off on the right kind of path. And then other things I kind of do in my, my spare time. So, um, working on cars and that's not necessarily I'm buying cars and restoring them. It's more yeah. about just doing those like small things on, on our own car, for example, where it's like changing oil, uh, doing a brake job, stuff like that. And I always tell people that and they're very surprised that I do this stuff, but it's, it brings me back to my childhood when I was with my dad and we would fix cars together. And so it's kind of my, my moment of Zen when I work on a car. Yep. Um, and outside of that, also being up in Collingwood, snowboarding is a big part. Uh, the winter, we're Turning probably winter, yeah. always on the hill whenever we, uh, we can. And then lastly, my wife and I have gotten into real estate investing. Um, so we've been purchasing obviously uh, townhomes and obviously renting them out and trying for that for a, a future for uh, building wealth for, yeah. for my family and, and obviously for my kids and your kids good and yeah this car passion that you mentioned as well so it's linked to the formula one that you were mentioning earlier so yes. by the way are you going to be in montreal in two weeks i'm not going to be no. i'm not going to be i've been to the montreal grand prix and it's it's a, an amazing time like yeah. the city is just it's buzzing it feels very different i didn't know the first time i went i thought you had to buy alcohol there but yeah. I see everybody's rolling up with coolers <laughs> full of ice and beer. And I was like, this is a fantastic city. So I've always had a love affair with it. Yeah. And we're already feeling the vibes two weeks before. We're already feeling oh, the yeah. vibes of it. So that's, uh, that's good. <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, if we look at the, so you mentioned uh, real estate investment as well, but if we look at your to-do list for the next years, well, mm-hmm. what do you have on your list? What are the things that you want to do? Um, so one of the, the number one goal for, for my wife and I is we have a, piece of land up on Manitoulin Island, yep. uh, which is, you know, it's one of the the largest fresh, actually, I think it is the largest freshwater uh, island in the world. Mm-hmm. And so we have a big kind of, we have a three acre plot up there where there's nothing on it right now. And yep. um, the reason we bought up there, my 
brother-in-law, he lives up there and he's a contractor. We'd always wanted a place to like escape and just be kind of once again with nature and yeah. give our kids kind of that experience. So we purchased it um, in 2021 and we're hoping now to build starting this summer uh, to have a place that's around the lake. So that's been kind of the, one of the biggest goals, I think, yeah. for, for both of us coming when we were both young. We always wanted one and, and now obviously we're, we're slowly getting getting there. Um, another big thing for me is, once again, is going back to travel and like the Maldives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is a place where like you see the pictures and I'm like, I've been in love <laughs> with that spot for years. Um, it's on the other side of the world. It's okay. crazy expensive to get there. I, all I hear about is it's going to be underwater soon. So I'm like, we have to go. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know if that's the trip for, to bring a three and a five-year-old on. Um, <laughs> so it's definitely on the, the list of things that I need to do soon. But also it's one of those things where my wife knows my passion for it. So yeah, who knows? Maybe at one of these birthdays, I'll be able to. She'll she'll buy me a ticket. But definitely one of the uh, the big <laughs> things. Will, the let's big hope thing. she will listen to this episode, right? Let's so, hope. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll maybe throw it into her inbox and hope her still, <laughs> still listen. Um, <laughs> and then the last thing is just kind of I say you know growing the side hustles, and, and yeah. I and I hate using the word side hustles. I feel like it's like this generation that we're living in is always about getting more, figuring out more, earning more. Um, but the side hustle for me is more about doing other things that I have passions for yeah. and what are the things I, I truly love. And, you know, I love helping um, people when it comes to like starting their own businesses or helping them grow or just understanding yeah. the things that I have, you know, a wealth of knowledge working in, in the marketing industry for a number of years and helping other people um, to, to do better in terms of what their, what their business is. So that side hustle is more just how can I take what I know and provide value to people around me, to the community um, and just finding that. That kind of joy and then obviously you know the real estate investing kind of falls within within that space as well but I'm always kind of looking for what's the the new thing i can do to continue to keep myself also learning but also growing my uh my network of, of people i know yeah that's nice yeah, yeah so i heard mentoring basically if i read between the lines yes. mentoring also other people uh, exactly. younger people startups and everything so good yeah Great. And uh, we finished this episode uh, kind of by an anecdote that uh, maybe just a few people know about you. What would that be? So the most random fact about me, when I was 14, I was in a Swiss chalet commercial. Okay. Um, now I know obviously Montreal, like Saint-Hubert is definitely the, uh, the, the larger of the, of, of the two chicken chains. Yeah. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I was in a commercial. I used to uh, play handbells, which are like the bells you play with your hands okay. uh, at my at my church, <laughs> and they needed it for their festive special commercial. Okay. So sure enough, I was uh, I was hired or I was hired with my few other people, and there's a commercial where it's me ringing handbells um, for for their 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 holiday their holidays back in I think 1998. And I'm sorry I don't have a, a clip of it because. It, once again, it was back in 98, YouTube wasn't, we saw a dial-up internet, like that stuff. It was all on VHS. So uh, I can't share that, but it was one of those moments in my life of like, oh my goodness, stardom. I was I was going to start making it. I got paid like, I think a thousand dollars. And I was like, this is great. I talked to my dad. My dad's like, oh, invested in Nortel. <laughs> and I lost all the money in Nortel, but I still have the experience <laughs> of, uh, of being in a Switch LA commercial. So that's kind of the... Uh, the odd random fact that some people, but not many people know about me. That's good. And if among our listeners, we have pe persons that do have access to specific archives, you know, you mentioned it's VHS, so not digital, obviously, but yeah. If anyone, yeah, yeah. If anyone finds it, please, I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so we can put it then on YouTube for everybody Please. to see. So, yeah. yeah, it should be it should be shared. It's a it's an awful time in my life where you're 14 going through puberty. Love to see how awkward I was back then. <laughs> great, so great challenge for for you listeners. Let's go. <laughs> Great. So thanks a lot, Kyle. It was great to have you on this podcast today and to hear more about your B-side. So thanks, Kyle. You. Thanks for having me. Loved it. And uh, to all of our listeners, uh, we'll see each other next week for a new episode of your B-side. And have a great week until then. Bye-bye.